appearance on this platform is not necessarily an endorsement. But as always, we encourage you to do your own research. Enjoy the f- enjoy the show. Good afternoon, Patriots. Welcome back to another episode of Occam's Razor. Thank you for joining us in this early time slot. Abe and I really appreciate the opportunity to have you here, deliver some news, and hopefully a bit of hope, a bit of faith, a bit of happiness. Anybody uh, see any good news yesterday? I don't know. <laughs> DV Diva, Central Florida in the house. Patriot Bird already dropping the gold pills. Appreciate you both. Well, we appreciate you. Uh, today, we have a ton of interesting bits of information to share with you. We're going to start with the Georgia Guidestones. I think it's only right since they no longer exist. Pretty soon, there's not going to be any reason to talk about them ever again. Oh, yes, yes. Very strange day yesterday. Very interesting indeed. Do me a favor. Don't forget to like and share this broadcast. Hit the plus sign if you're on Rumble. Hit the hearts if you're on Getter. Hit the like button wherever you are. Help us get it out there. We really appreciate it. But do me a favor. Sit back, relax, grab your popcorn, and we're going to be right back after this. Right now, with inflation at 8.6% and climbing, you're going to need some help to get back to financial safety. And the good news is you can call Noble Gold and their experts will help explain to you the benefits of a gold IRA or 401k. So that way, you won't have to worry about a thing. And if you're quick, they're giving away an incredible one-tenth of an ounce American Eagle gold-proof coin with every qualifying IRA or 401k rollover. You can't go wrong with Noble Gold. So give them a call at 877-646-5347, or you can visit them at noblegoldinvestments.com. Click the link below. And remember, when you support my sponsors, you support this channel. Oh, welcome back to the show. Thank you so much for being here. I appreciate you guys taking some time out of your lunch hour, especially when it's an unscheduled Actually, you know, somebody's scheduled right now, and my apologies goes out to anybody whose time slot we're stepping on, but we have some life things, I've got things I've got to take care of, and uh, I believe in in one week, after next week, things will go back to normal, we'll switch back to the one o'clock time slot. Abe, the number one question I have today is how are you? Because I care about you. Bro, I am... I, I <laughs> I'm still in shock kind of from yesterday, just watching the day play itself out. I'm mid show and I'm doing a dig to see what's going on with the, with the, the Rosicrucians and the, and then wicked witch of the West. And, um, <laughs> and I see as, as the bolt as uh you know, there's giant machines taking the rest of the, 
of the uh, satanic cabals symbol of America down. It is. It was awesome yesterday, bro. I'm just loving life. I'm just, you know, everything that's happening out there in our world is like it's such a a contrast to the way that they want us to believe the world is operating. It's kind of cool. It's, it's fun to watch, bro. It's good to be back with you. How you been, man? Oh, I am so good. Definitely doing well myself. I had such a good time covering that stuff about the Guidestones yesterday. Like I said, we've got some new information to bring you guys. You might have seen it, but you haven't heard Abe and I talk about it. So we're going to be taking a look at the latest video, couple of different camera angles, and it looks like they may have a suspect. I don't know that I believe what they're laying down, Abe. I, I, I feel... Number one, let's talk about this. And uh, Brian, good to see you here too, buddy. I had a great time on 412 yesterday. <clears throat> I want to ask you this, Abe. Can you think of any logical reason why they would destroy a crime scene? I mean, this was like 9-11 the, the The embers weren't even out yet, and they were coming in and scraping it all up and selling it to China. The same thing happened here yesterday. Apparently, it's a crime scene. Apparently, they need to gather evidence to determine what happened. <clears throat> and instead, they come right in and they tear the whole thing down with the bulldozer. It's 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 interesting for sure. Um, I saw a, a a lot of speculation on all sides out there. People trying to figure out what the hell's going on in yeah. this uh, world of disinformation, misinformation. Uh, some speculation that maybe it was. Uh, uh, a white hat operation that they were trying to make sure that the, right. the, the black hats couldn't find anything. Um, yeah. Who knows? You know what I'm saying? Who knows what's really going on out there? The fact that it happened, you know, two, two days after the 4th of July and, and the timing of it. Oh, and it, the Supreme court victories, <laughs> Supreme court victories, all everything that's happening out there. It, it's really interesting timing. And it, it makes me wonder who was involved originally and, you know, all of that stuff. And, you know, I think we're not, we're not going to, we'll find out what they give to us, right. With yeah. regards to who they place the blame on and all that stuff. And we'll do the dig on it when it happens. In the meantime, I'm just, it, it feels like it, it feels like the Friday of, of, of the abortion ban <laughs> of yeah. Roe. It, it just feels so surreal and such a, you know, the, the links to, to high level, high powered oligarchs, of America are clear when it comes to the Georgia Guidestones. Oh, yeah. If anything that there's out there, you can you can speculate on this, that, and the other. The the truth is, is the people that are behind this are clearly globalist, satanic cabal style um, uh, thinkers. Uh, the, the, yesterday we did a dig on on the foundation of the thinking of the Guidestones and Thomas Paine's uh, summary of the Age of Reason, and we we if you if you it's like 11 and a half hours, bro. So you're not, you're not, you're not reading the whole or what or listening to the whole audio book of, um, of Thomas Paine. But, but the idea of the, of the, of the way that he thought was very anti-Christian, very anti-religion, very anti kind of, uh, any kind of, um, collective consciousness. He, he was very much against that kind of thinking that same mentality that plays itself out in the satanic cabal that believes that they are their own gods. They are the, the, the center of the universe style of thinking. Um, that foundation is interesting to see it kind of fall in front of our eyes. Right. But it, so the rest of it is kind of interesting inside. Of it. So for me, that's the, the part that I found to be extremely interesting, bro.
Oh my god! <laughs> I can I was hear you fine. Muted. But they, I was muted. You. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, okay. We all have the mute gate problems. You guys don't understand how hard this stuff is. Yeah, yeah. So, but I apologize. So, um, what I was saying, and honey, if I'm muted next time, and you go ahead and say it out loud, nobody's going to know. <laughs> so, if uh, what the Georgia Guidestones was, what it represented was a love letter to globalism and to the satanic cabal. And it clearly lays out um, this flowery representation of what globalism would look like. Yes, we want to save the earth, but in order to do that, we've got to cull the population. Okay, so, uh, oh yeah, we've got to think reasonably, but we've got to uh, give up our rights for the betterment of society. You know, these this kind of uh, rule by the most, um, you know, and uh, in a democratic way, that's what they want. So hold on, I'm totally losing my train of thought. The the um the other side of it too is the uh <laughs> I just lost mine too. <laughs> I was running right to my tongue. Uh back to five by five. You're good to you're good to go. Um the ah, I'm sorry. It's okay. It's okay. So what I'm what I'm trying to say is that the destruction of this uh, you know, kind of invocation of the Tower of Babel in modern times because they talk about the creation of a single language. Uh, to me, this has to be a white hat operation. It 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 is. It's good at the heart of it. And sometimes, you know, I mean, uh, it could either be the direct intervention of God or it could be the work of God through the hand of man. Now, the destruction of these guidestones allows for one very important thing. Did you know there was a time capsule? Underneath these guidestones, Abe, I'm hearing there's there, that it was never put. Now, I Brian Case did a dig on it and saying that he couldn't find proof that they ever actually did it because they never put the dates on it. Yeah, I would I would actually like to call. I think I'm going to try calling um the the sheriff's office or somebody over there and ask for an official statement on if they're going to at least excavate the area, right? At the very least. And, and I remember my train of thought now, um, this, the, the eugenics part of, of their story about how you need to create the perfect uh, human kind of style thing. Ubermensch. Um, yeah. Very, very Nazi style uh, thinking as well. <clears throat> so let's go ahead and take a look at this video. Um, because the important thing is they released Three new clips of video, one clip from from one angle, the camera cuts off at the moment of the explosion, and then they cut to another angle. But the thing is, they never show us anybody walking up with as many 24 hour webcams as were trained down the Georgia Guidestones. If there was a person that came up and set some type of an incendiary device or sticks of dynamite or Abe and I were talking before the show and he said it uh, kind of reminded him of when they're mining granite, you know, cutting a slab out, boom, and then a whole bunch of it cleaves off. You would have seen that person coming up. They did include video of a silver car driving away. You never see a license plate. Uh, that doesn't mean that they don't have it at a traffic cam at another place, but they're not releasing that information. But my point is, if there was a person they could point to, certainly they would try to blame it on a Trump supporter. But also they would want to get that person's name, uh, their face out, a description at the very least, so they could identify them. So I'm going to go ahead and flip over here to this screen. And Abe, let me share this so you can see it as well. And there we go. There will be no audio. Okay. Boom. And then it flips and you've got it from the other side. 
Now, let's just take another look at this, Abe. Okay, so I'm going to see exactly what we see. At the moment of the explosion. And this is a crappy video player. Okay, so when I was watching this at home yesterday and putting the video together, I felt like I saw kind of a blue flash up here. Now, that was from a different angle, and I believe it was from... There you go. Now, you see all of that rubble flying out, and if they had, like, charges in the middle, perhaps, this down below would have weakened, and all of that weight from the top would have come down on it. But I don't see, like, a fireball. I don't see any evidence of flame. Uh, I don't see anything else. But, I, you know, obviously, there's a lot of pressure, a lot of... um you know, outward force that's taking place right there. And uh, so you've, you, Abe, you were saying that you've actually seen uh, people mining for granite before. Well, I've seen uh, uh, some text slash dynamite style explosions. Now that this seems like it's a Semtex or a, for a free project management solution style it's actually of uh, to watch over the of, summer time frame. Um, system. Explosive, you know, that, that, uh, Plastic explosive, something like that. It seems like a high-level explosive, uh, something very different than normally what you would get, uh, uh, you know, from a dynamite-style explosion. So that's just my kind of, um, you know, <laughs> I'm not an expert on explosions at all, but that's just kind of what I see. Okay. Well, I've never seen anything like that. You know, I've seen, I guess, charges placed in a mountain or something like that to uh, – to bring stuff down, but I had no idea what it was or exactly what the situation with it was. So if anybody else out there has any expertise in these fields, I would love to hear about it. Before we continue, I have to make a correction about the story that I did yesterday on the uh, the uh, uh, demonstrations happening in, in the Netherlands. So I was taking articles written in Dutch and translating them using a free online translator to English. So I got the details of the story totally wrong. Yes, uh, there were police that shot at a 16-year-old boy driving a tractor, but the kid was not killed. They are charging him with manslaughter, and, uh, and, and, and they put him in jail. So I thought that the cop was in trouble for killing this kid, and that's what I reported. And I had several people from the Netherlands write me and tell me that I was totally off base. And I just want everybody to know that uh, I apologize, and I want to totally own that. Uh, so that you know that I'm not trying to spread fake news. It, it, was, a, it was an honest mistake. All right. And that's basically it. Um, but um, I wanted to move on next, Abe, because uh, I can't the find the video. The one on the thing car. I know for sure, bro, is yeah. that we don't have any clue what's really happening. And, I mean, it's fun to speculate and think about uh, what may be happening out there. And the truth is, <laughs> none of, like everything else, none of us really knows for sure. Um, and I would just go with the most, the simplest explanation for me. It, it, the, the, the obvious explanation is a one or two man team with, uh, dr uh, you know, a, a hammer drill and uh, some type of high level Semtex or Tannerite, like something like chat saying, something like that. Um and, you know, that that's the kind of thing that you would see uh, with that type of explosion, in my opinion. But in the end, 
it's gone. Yeah, it's <laughs> you know, gone. The, 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 I want to know if they're going to excavate and see if there is anything six feet down, you know? Yeah, that, that's what I'm saying. Uh, this gives us an opportunity to uh, take a look at the time capsule if it's there. Now, the only reason we think it's there is because the inscription on the outside said that it was. Um, you know, I don't know that there was there like images or video of this thing while it was being erected. Uh, I, I, I'm not you know, familiar with that. So I don't know if they necessarily would have taken pictures or video of it putting, being placed in the ground. Yeah. From what I found, there was, it was, there was extensive documentation that was all destroyed. Um, so I, you know, who knows if there's some, somebody maybe have kept the records, you know, and at a, at a, some point now that in the future, they'll let that release. But the original gentleman that was commissioned to, um, to, um, to, to, commission it or whatever um he's passed and the only other person that knows anything about it is in their like 90s i think so uh <laughs> if there's a, a skilled investigative reporter out there they're gonna find that last remaining survivor and see what he knows you know so you know the uh, the fact that they tore it down so quickly I, I thought that that was a little suspect you know so i can see it from both ways you know either they were trying to cover up the crime because they know they're not going to get anybody and they don't want anyone looking at it too closely or they wanted to ensure that it was cleaned up so that no evidence would lead back to someone. We'll have to see what happens with this car. I think that that's the best uh, lead that we have on whoever may have done this. But I also want to say that correlation does not necessarily mean causation. It's very possible that person could have just been parked there. Maybe they were getting stoned in the middle of the night. Maybe they were making out with a girl and uh, they heard the explosion and they had to get the heck out of there because they didn't want to be associated with it. So... We'll have to wait and see what happens. Now, I don't, I don't know what would cause a blue explosion like that, blue flash. Um, and I know that uh, uh, I mentioned yesterday that the light got very bright at the same time the explosion happened. I'm not certain if that was from like an energy discharge, which I was thinking maybe that would happen if it was a do, if it was like a Space Force uh, um, satellite or something like that. Or if it just got bright because the flash on the screen got bright and it overexposed uh, all sources of light in the image. Um, I'm hoping that more information, more more video is going to come out because, you know, I'm, I'm interested. I, I, I want to know what happened. I hope nobody gets in trouble. That's really all I'm going to say about it. But we disavow terrorism. <laughs> I'm I'm just glad they're gone. I mean, I'll be honest. I I, I had we we did the dig what three years ago on this, so maybe even longer than that. Um, where King and on and many of us were out there just for, trying to figure out what the hell this is all about, and this globalism agenda yep. um, has been has become front and center in the Great Awakening discussion. Now that's that's kind of fun to talk about, right? I mean, uh, out of nowhere, you have I think at last check there was like over five hundred thousand uh, searches for <laughs> Georgia Guidestones yesterday. It's like Half the half the world don't even didn't even know that there was this weird monument dedicated to globalism and uh, you know in the new world order here in America. <laughs> now they're all like, uh, "Why were they blown up and taken down?" <laughs> it's it's yeah. right. So like, ever, think about the people who didn't even know they existed. They're they're over here going, "What the hell?" You know, it in a way in a way it kind of reminds me of um, the, the situation we're in with Joe Biden and his administration. It's like all of those people who thought that Donald Trump was a terrible president suddenly know just how classy he was, how uh, incredible he was, 
how spot on his decision making was, because now we have the exact opposite. Joe Biden is waking people up directly because of his actions. And now in the same way, we've got a whole bunch of people all over the world that are like, wait a second, there was an American Stonehenge. Uh, there was uh, this ode to globalism that was placed in a, on, on, on Route 77 at the seventh degree. And it was also on a ley line. And, you know, it just gets all kinds of crazy uh, so, yeah, I, I agree with you. It, it's uh, it's quite the experience. Um, OK, so I want to I want to move on to uh, the next story. This is actually another Hunter Biden story. Hunter Biden. Uh, recently, this video came out. I'm pretty certain it came out from our friends at uh, Marco Polo. Uh, Hunter Biden was at some type of a retreat, some type of treatment center. He was uh, going through a detox and while he was going through this detox, he was inside of some type of isolation flotation tank. And he, again, like filmed himself using illicit substances. He this is the crazy part to me. Why spend all that money to go to a detox center so that you can sneak in white claws and a crack pipe and then film yourself in this flotation tank? It's like the man has some type of like narcissistic disorder. Like, who who was this being documented for? You know, what possible reason would he have to do this? You know, it almost reminds me of like those women that you'll see nowadays on like Instagram or TikTok, and they're just constantly preening. Like, they're always looking at themselves in the camera. They always want to make sure that they look a certain way. And Hunter Biden is doing like the same thing, only he's obsessed with drugs and himself. He's um he's he's displaying to me um having experience in this area he's displaying the the characteristics of a broken addict who uh does not care about their life or anyone around them that that's what I yeah. see I see um a, a broken man um and somebody who's just lost complete control of reality in their life. Um, it's kind of sad to watch really. It is. Uh, if, if you look at the abuse that Hunter, his brother, their whole family has been involved with their whole lives. And, and I'm sure what they've seen as far as uh, what their pedal father and others in their family are involved with. Um, Wait you, know, a you can imagine, Wait a right? Look at his eye. Does yeah. Hunter Biden have one of those, uh, that, that thing with his eye. Do you see that? He That's looks, he, he's weird. got the, that disorder with the iris and I'm sorry, I don't remember what it's called, but this years ago, I read that this is something Madeline McCann had it. And a lot of times children that are kidnapped and like used in the sex trade, they also have it. There, there's some type of uh, uh, chromosomal or genetic anomaly that's present that creates this uh, strange look in their eye and dang it. I wish that I could see it. The Excuse black me, I wish eye. that I could remember it. <laughs> the, the black eye of the of the uh of the broken human. <laughs> yeah, it's it's crazy to watch. And it's you know the, the part that's also interesting is how the administration is completely just ignoring it. Like it didn't happen. There's not, yeah. no, there's nothing to see here. The press secretary is laughable in a defense of this and Joe Biden just going around like, uh, nothing to see here. And it's, so is the media. It's like the media is completely ignoring this story it has been completely covering for them. Um, that's the, the, that dynamic is amazing to watch the media just get away with whatever the hell they want to get away with. Okay. It's called Coloboma. Coloboma. That's what it is. And let's see, does 
Hunter Biden Cola Boma. Let's see. Well, nothing specific coming up in regards to it. All right. Um, well, the, you know, <clears throat> you mentioned that the uh, administration is completely ignoring this. Joe Biden is losing people in droves. Nobody wants to be a part of this because it's so obvious that they're flaming out. They are liter- It's like the Hindenburg, except we're watching it happen in slow motion. Okay. Uh, Hunter, Joe Biden's uh, longtime aide is leaving the White House now. You know, it's like that guy running from the Hindenburg on fire and screaming for mercy. Uh, anybody that is currently working with Joe Biden or has had any time to spend with him, they understand that uh, this is not a good look and they need to get out of there. But uh, there is. Word rep. There we go. OK. Uh, the good news is that people are now demanding that this information come out. And I think that because of the volume of information regarding the uh, suspicious activity, the bank accounts, the connections to the Chinese Communist Party, um, people are really paying attention. And I think that it's going to be more than just one or two people in Congress who, uh, you know, Jim Jordan or um, uh, Ron, uh, what's his name? Uh, Johnson. Ron Johnson, Ron Johnson, uh, asking for this to come out. Um, I, I think it's inevitable. And, you know, we've got investigations by a number of different federal agencies. It's not just the uh, IRS, but apparently I saw this on Paul Sperry's feed and I talked about this yesterday. Apparently Hunter Biden and his family members like uh, Joe and Jim were caught on wiretaps having conversations with Chinese Communist Party members and PLA members. And, you know, how many times can that happen before they have to do something about it? Um, <laughs> it appears to me that they can get away with and do whatever the hell they want. And nobody cares. Nobody really does anything about it. There's no justice ever brought to them. And they go through their lives um, with a golden spoon up their ass. That's that's what it appears like to me. I, I, <laughs> I keep trying to look for um, a, a, a justice system that is uh is not uh biased in any kind of way and and it and it just continues to happen so i'm hoping and praying and and it, with everything we see happening around us we see the rule of law being restored but we also know how the rule of law takes its time to kind of work itself out with regards to criminal cases so you know the, the stuff that's still happening with with Hunter Biden and the and the uh, grand jury investigation in Delaware is still ongoing. The, the the it's clear that there's other investigations clearly ongoing. Catherine Harridge yesterday was very, um, very positive in a way that uh, that there's there's much more coming from this story in the near future, and and that's why they're that you're kind of seeing the groundwork being laid for the story. The the, the narrative trying to be placed. Uh, ahead of time, right? In, in trying to, to shape the story ahead of time. Um, that's interesting to watch as well. So I think the, the rumblings on the ground in DC are that there's more coming from this in the very near future. So I think that's what we'll be looking for here in the near future. I mean, that that's all we can do. <clears throat> I feel like this is reaching a point of critical mass. You know, at, at a certain point, things are going to have to change just because they've gotten so bad. And whether that happens as, a you know, an organic way happening in the government or if it happens through us going to the ballot box, I, I think it's inevitable. I feel like 2022 is going to be a good year. And it already has been. Like you said at the beginning, Abe, we've gone through a number of big wins recently. And it's great because I've been saying for a while, you know, we just need a win. We need one thing. 
one thing to show us that the entire system isn't completely compromised. And we got it on a number of different things. Um, you know, so, yeah, I'm, I'm feeling good about it. I, I feel like we are placed here and we have been placed here. And if it wasn't for the the terrible things we've gone through, then we wouldn't have been able to get to this point. So we just got to keep working to wake people up and ensure that they see the truth of what's happening. But I mean, it's getting easier and easier as far as I'm concerned. I mean, you know, everything that's happened, I, I adjusted my mic, Debbie. Tell me if that's a little bit better. And plus, I was up in it again. Sorry about that. Um, it, everything that's happening, there's a lot of positive stuff happening in the world that that is um, been, been covered up and not been covered by really any media outlets. Unless you watch shows like mine and Zach's, you're, you're kind of missing out on what's all the positive stuff that's happening out there. So you can it's very easy to get down on the world and and not see the, the, the optimistic side of the world. I, I, I get that. I completely get that. Um, all of us who are any kind of diggers into the news, it's very easy for us to fall into that trap, but I don't feel that way at all. I feel, I feel very positive and optimistic about where the future is going. And, you know, I think everybody else should too. I think, I think just letting the stuff play, let itself play itself out is very hard to do, especially with the legal system in this country. It's uh uh, the speedy trial process has been lost <laughs> on the, yeah. on the rights of Americans. So <clears throat> the issues up, with Richard? the speedy trials, um, I, I interviewed somebody the other day uh, in regards to uh, what's happening to the January 6th prisoners. And apparently one of the first things they did was have these guys waive their right to a speedy trial. So the fact that it's taking so long, uh, I mean, obviously it's a tactic. They did it to try to break them. Uh, they wanted them to sit and rot in prison for as long as they possibly could, uh, regardless of their guilt or innocence. So you know, it's uh, it's kind of a moot point, which is just it's disgusting. I don't think the government should have the right to be able to ask you to uh, abdicate those rights, because once you do, the government has they have no reason to do anything about making sure that your rights are, are not violated. They're going to go ahead and violate them as much as they can because they have absolute power. It's a it's an interesting intimidation tactic mm -hmm. to, to watch as they go after President Trump's team now legally in Georgia and other places. You're watching them in a very desperate mode of using all of the levers that they're used to using. Uh, you know the, the the legal levers, the the lawfare that uh, they're so used to using, and then having the courts manipulated to have the outcomes the way they want them to be. That those times are changing. They they, they don't they they're not they're they're lost in a time of where they had ultimate control and power. They still believe that they have that. I I, I don't see that anymore. I, of all the the optimistic or pessimistic takes out there, I, <laughs> I don't see them having the same control that they used to have. Have over yeah. the legal system, Epstein, you know, Maxwell, um, you're going to start seeing more come out with maybe Lex, Lex Wessner uh, with with regards to Brunel and and uh, the uh, the um, the model circuit of, mm -hmm. of human trafficking. That side of it is still coming out. So, you know, <laughs> those people that that normally get away with this kind of stuff, the mayors being held accountable, attorney oh, yeah. general uh, recalls, all that all that all stuff that's happening, dude. Those are very positive in the in the idea of us back to participating in our constitutional republic. That's the way that we save this, not by just sitting back and and pointing fingers at everything and and 
you know, losing our cool on social media, right? It, it's there's much more happening, I think, than than we see. That's for sure. No, I'm I'm absolutely with you. I think you know, 100. You know, they are losing control, and I feel like they've been losing control for a long time. But as we've said on a number of occasions, this is a massive system that we're talking about that was built up and infiltrated over uh, decades and decades. One of the things that, you know, I, I see as a, a major win and one of the you know easiest ways that you can point to that they're they're losing control is, uh, first of all, the recall of Chase Abodine, OK, in an ultra, ultra liberal sti- uh, city, San Francisco. And then we've got the recall of uh, George Gascon in L.A. Uh, it's in the process of happening. Uh, but, you know, they have to get a they have to get petitions from a certain number of citizens. They had 26 percent more signatures than they needed. So that shows that already there is a pretty overwhelming interest to get rid of him in the same way they got rid of Chase Bodine. And don't forget, Chase is a weather underground kid. All right. You know, I mean, like he his his birth parents and the people who raised him, the heirs, uh, they were weather underground terrorists. OK, homegrown left wing extremist terrorists that set off bombs across America back in the 70s. And they never talk about it. You know, Bill Ayers, he's best known for being the guy who mentored Barack Obama. But, you know, you ask anybody who knows. No, he's the guy that was setting bombs back in the 1970s. Okay, he's a freaking terrorist. All right. And he's mentoring a past president. He's he grew up with and raised uh, a district attorney who just now got his ass booted out of town. George Gascon is going to get booted out, too. And what is the natural swing of things, Abe, when these things happen? We swing to the left and we're going to swing back to the right. Now, Bodine is going to be replaced. Gascon is going to be replaced. And you can bet the first thing they're going to ask people when they go out there on the campaign trail or when they go out there to speak to constituents, tell me how tough you are on crime. Because I'm sick of having to leave my windows down and my car unlocked and a sign that says everything worth stealing is in the back seat. It is. Um, that's interesting to watch. Uh, Baltimore, Chicago, uh, liberal cities here in Wisconsin. Um, the people are getting sick and tired of the whole. The, who would have thought defunding the police would end in more crime? Gee. Huh. Yeah. Uh, uh, Catgirl said that she agrees with uh, the discussion. Some justice is happening, but the media downplays it and somehow frames the narrative as if it's a loss for us. That's a, that's a great point. The, the media's role in this has been just amazing to watch, man. And the fact that they are um untouchable um in creating a mass psychosis uh, around our our world and uh complete mis false narratives and, th- and stuff like that they're that's what i'm waiting for i'm not i'm, I'm not waiting for uh somebody else to buy cnn and change them into a real news source again no i'm not interested in that i want them to be held accountable for criminality i mean there, yeah. there's blood on the hands of the mainstream media in our country and those that that push the narratives through it i.e cia brendan and the rest of them um I'm, I'm hoping that they get held accountable bro oh i'm right there with you listen we got to take a break for the second half of the show we're going to be right back 
Surging electric bills are going to sting this summer, and rising prices are affecting all aspects of our daily lives. And this includes the resources that affect electricity costs. Residents in some cities are going to see their power bills double in price. New Hampshire residents, for example, can expect to see an increase of $71 per month. And residents in some cities, like New York, are just opting to not use their air conditioning altogether. But luckily, there is a device that the electricity companies don't want you to know about. Right here, this amazing 4-in-1 portable AC unit is a portable, easy-to-use mini air conditioner. I keep mine on every day. It sits right on my desk and blows chilly air into my room for hours. I'm saving a ton of my power with just the flick of a button. This air conditioning unit works as four devices in one. An air cooler, mist cooler, air purifier, and air humidifier. Anyone who wants to save on their power bill should have one in their room. And you can learn more by going to easysummercool.com. You're also going to save 50% off if you order yours today. And remember, when you support my sponsors, you support this channel. All right, guys, thanks for sticking around. So absolutely, I completely agree with you. The media is complicit in the crimes that have been committed to Americans, the psychological damage that's been done. You know, what's really interesting is that uh, Lori Lightfoot, I I, I was going to talk about this, but it's a perfect time to bring it up. She made this comment about toxicity in our public discourse. Now, she famously uh, on a call with uh, with with some local politicians, said that she had the biggest dong in Chicago. Okay, she's a lesbian. She's a woman, and she looks like Beetlejuice. She also said f Clarence Thomas uh, for his portion of the Supreme Court decision on kicking Roe versus Wade back. Um, Lori Lightfoot doesn't know public discourse if it fell on her face and started to wiggle. Okay, she is the very definition of tech toxicity. And it's not just her. It's in large part the mainstream media and Silicon Valley that have fostered this kind of this. I don't know this this air of toxicity in everything that we do. People are so quick to jump in and say something without thinking. And they've been trained by that uh, through the mainstream media and the way that the media portrays stories and tells them how to think and how to feel people on both the right and the left have an inability to think logically and critically and to stop their mouth from opening before their brain starts working. Okay. That's a huge problem. And, uh, you know, this is, uh, we've talked about this before. It's nothing new. I I, I want people to learn that skill. I want people to be able to take a moment, (coughs) excuse me, and evaluate what they're going to say before they do, because a lot of people will hear something, but they won't understand it they will interpret it and they will respond based upon their own interpretation and that's not necessarily what the person who was speaking to them meant uh and it it can cause all kinds of issues whether it's in the real life or online but yes absolutely the mainstream media is directly responsible for that and our politicians okay it's not just the media uh it is leaders all over this nation all over the world Because it's good for them if we don't think. It's good for them if we're at each other's throats. It's good for them if we are toxic. Because then we've always got something else to be pissed off at instead of the people who really deserve it. That was the most um, brazen part of the response from left-wing politicians like Beetlejuice and the others. When you watch how they react, they are trying to incite 
um, their activists into action. And, and, you know, they they, they got these January Sixers who rightfully protested on the people's house. Uh, Many of them did nothing wrong besides walk in and walk back out of the people's house versus the virtue signaling of Beetlejuice and other left-wing politicians who are in your face incitement of, of political violence as a response to a constitutional ruling from Supreme court justices. It, mm. it says a lot about where their mentality is on how they're trying to incite their supporters or say, I, I trust, you know, Lori Lightfoot. So therefore everything she says, I look as God, the, the simple minded thought processes of those who don't have the time to really delve into the depths of, of the politics world that we live in. Right. Yeah. Um, it, it's, it's interesting to watch how they continually, uh, and move straight to the incitement of their uh, their supporters and others as a response to things that they don't like and not have the political um, intuitiveness or intellectual ability to have the political debate around topics. Mm-hmm. That is very interesting to watch, bro. And it, it, it's yes. always been amazing to me to see how they use topics like these, the left and the right, you yes. use topics like these to incite their, their base. It's interesting. Yeah. They have used uh, abortion specifically as a wedge issue for people all over America to be divided by. There really only is one argument and that is that murdering babies is wrong. So if you are somebody who believes the opposite of that, I feel sorry for you. You've been brainwashed. You have been controlled in your mind by the politicians and by the mainstream media. Yes, they want to incite us to violence. They want to incite us to emotional outbursts. It's interesting to have watched what happened throughout 2020. People like Lori Lightfoot, CNN and the mainstream media praising people for looting robbing and burning down target stores okay just massive massive damage to the economy and to the bottom lines of these uh, various businesses and then how dare you use your voice how dare you gather in washington dc because you're justifiably angry about what you saw people breaking the law the theft of your nation the destruction of your electoral system and the robbery of the office of the president from Donald J. Trump. How dare you? But, but if you were burning, looting, or robbing anything other than the Capitol building, you're good. It is, um, it's interesting to watch. It's interesting to watch them in your face. You know, they're, they've always been kind of like that. The, you know, the, the spoiled brat kid on the, um, on the playground who couldn't get his way. So took a ball and ran away. And then, you know, sneakily while you weren't, weren't looking, you know, threw in the back of your head, something like that. And yes. And then ran away, you know, it's the same kind of childish mentality that you deal with, with these people that, that is, um, you know, now they have, they're in power. They're able, they're able to pull the levers of, of the, of the system to, to benefit themselves. And that those levers that they're able to pull, they're not able to pull them anymore. They're, they're, they're losing the ability to control the narrative on every form, on every level. And so, you know, the, the negative of all of this, the in your face virtue signaling and the, uh, the, um, the, the, the purposeful silencing of any kind of dissent and, and uh, the legal using the legal system and others uh, to, to try to do that. Um, it, it's, 
<laughs> it's historical on a way that is amazing to watch because if you look at it from the historical context and you're just participating in history, it's it's just kind of fun to watch. <laughs> and if you get wrapped up in it, it, it can really affect you. It can really get you down if you allow it to, though. I am fascinated by the machinations of uh, our nation and by the people that are kind of jostling for power. And I'm also fascinated by the way that I see people reacting to this stuff. Um, You know, obviously, we've always talked about the awakening of the population and, and people kind of coming to the truth. It's been a wonderful thing to watch it happen. And, you know, I am I've always said that in order to build a new home, you have to raise whatever is on that property before. If there's an old house, if it's falling apart, you got to tear it down so that you can build up a new house in, in its foundation. Uh, and that's happening all over the nation. It's happening locally. It's happening at the state level. It's happening uh, at the federal level. Um, it's also happening in other places around the world. And this is where I want to uh, switch gears to talk about what's happening in the U.K., So I think that the entirety of Boris Johnson's cabinet uh, resigned in in the last several days, and Boris Johnson installed some new people. And then what did those new people do? They led a coup to get Boris Johnson out of office, and now he's going to be resigning himself. Um, It sounds like he's still going to hold some type of ceremonial role in, uh, in, in Westminster or Downing Street, whatever it's called. Um, But this is an opportunity for an entirely new government to take over in the United Kingdom. The United Kingdom is facing some massive, massive issues right now. I mean, uh, on top of him resigning, uh, we've also got people in the United Kingdom drawing attention to the fact that you have an unexplained number of new deaths happening all over the country. Uh, I can tell you what this is from. I mean, this is directly correlated to the introduction of the jab into British uh, uh, society, because it's not only happening in England. You've got unexplainable numbers of deaths all over the nation that are specifically not due to COVID. Uh, If COVID was under control as a result of people getting the jab, well, then you shouldn't have a bunch of people dying for no reasons. But you got a lot of people dying from heart attacks, from blood clots. You got people developing uh, paralyzing, um, you know, uh, diseases or disorders on different parts of their body. You know, we've seen this. We've been paying attention to it. And now other people are forced to pay attention to it. So I, I feel like we have a real opportunity in the same way that I was excited. You remember when when President Trump was elected and then Boris Johnson was elected? It seemed like, you know, we're going to have this this conservative kind of wave all over the world. And then Boris Johnson never really delivered on that promise. Yeah, he certainly didn't help the people of the UK. And now with him leaving, they have another opportunity. They have an opportunity. I have uh, two minutes with Nigel Farage that would be interesting to listen to. And then I have uh, about a two minute article for Raheem Kassam that explains a lot, I think, too, to bring some perspective on this. Where do you want me to go with this? Please, uh, Yeah, yeah. Let, let's watch the video and then let's talk about the article. OK, so N- Nigel Farage uh, on with, um, I think, CNBC or something like that this morning okay. uh, d- discussing this. I have it from Telegram, so I'll try to. The audio, you may need to adjust the audio. Let me give you a, a, a test on the audio here. Okay. Guess over here we didn't necessarily understand the, the Downing Street parties. When- How's that going through for uh, the audience? You are loud and clear. I think that they are as well. This is as high as I can put it, though. 
All right, sounds good. Here is uh, um, Nigel Farage, RE Boris Johnson this morning. We didn't, I guess over here we didn't necessarily understand the, the Downing Street parties when we saw all of our politicians over here. They, they do what I say, not what I do. They wore the mask ah. sometimes. They didn't, you know, they, Gavin Newsom, <laughs> he's at a restaurant. He's got no mask. Now he's going to Montana yeah. when nobody else from California is not allowed to go. It's all the hypocrisy. And that, to us, if the guy did a great job uh, with Ukraine, whether you think that or not, if he rolled out the vaccine really well, got out of lockdown quicker than any other European country, all these things seem like, and, and you heard uh, the prime minister talk about all those successes and saying he wishes he could follow yes. through on those. So to see that happen from, I don't know, I'm not saying that, that you want someone that, that's hypocritical in terms of COVID. That's, that's not what, what anyone wants. But that didn't seem to be the real reason the conservatives pulled the rug out Look, from under him. There are no doubts that he has some historic achievements. No question about that. All right. This is about his personality. This is about his character. You could that be is describing boss... someone else. You could be describing someone well, else well, that I hear well, all. And, hey, you know what? I, and yet you, you still know people, Go ahead. People must make their own judgments. But it could be, and I put this to you, it could be that we're a bit more old-fashioned in the UK. Maybe we hold our public figures to a higher standard. Now, how about that as a thought? <laughs> well, when you come over here, you don't hold to those standards because you want, you want President Trump I'm, to run I'm and win again? Do you want uh, the former president to run and win again? You'd back him, wouldn't you? Yeah, oh, I, listen, I think on the policy issues, he's absolutely bang on. I think he's got the right instincts on things. And you know what? He may make big claims, but he's been right about so much of what he's said. I haven't found the former president to be a liar. That's quite a big deal. Yeah. Okay. Hold on. Let me turn you down now. Okay. All right. Go ahead. So Nigel Farage on a discussion of of holding their leaders to account, which I think is an interesting angle to take in this because everything that we're seeing through the BBC media and everything else is kind of uh, trying to target Boris. So Raheem Kassam has this. Um, and I think it's interesting for the perspective of this. I talked to Denise yesterday. I saw a chat asking about what the, the United Kingdom thinks about this. There are a lot of scandals and stuff that's happening underneath the scenes, but also... Wasn't there Boris a sex did, scandal or something too? Yeah, yeah. Here, let me just read it. In the end, it was multiple homosexual underage sex scandal cover-ups that got him. In the end, what? it was the dreadful re- right. <laughs> in the end, it was the dreadful results in the recent elections that got him. In the end, it was his personal behavior throughout the pandemic that got him. In the end, it was the lavish refurb of his taxpayer-funded apartment that got him. In the end, it was his failure to appoint any real right-wing Brexiters to his government that got him. In the end, it was attempting to rescue pets ahead of personnel in Afghanistan that got him. The list, if you couldn't tell by now, says Raheem Kassan, goes on and on. Boris Johnson, and maybe again someday, will be as catastrophic a prime minister as many of his original detractors, your faithful reporter included, initially warned. But it didn't have to be like this. He was never forced to go out, go the route of the soft-touch center-left conservatism, partnering hand-in-hand with the likes of Hillary Clinton and Joe Biden, but he did. And for the most part, it always came down to one thing. His wife, Carrie Simmons, and maybe not for long. <laughs> uh, <laughs> soon, soon, 
This is Raheem Kassan. He's on fire, dude. The head-scratching friends of Capitol Hill, I describe it thusly. The Johnson government was built by Carrie on the sand of her own ability to blackmail the people around her. The corporate media journalist she had long trysts with. The members of parliament she worked with around and under. The civil servants, for some reason, probably fear of crippling exhaustion, loathed her presence and went along with the demands to get her off their backs. Carrie, a former conservative party headquarters communication staffer and official at the Clinton Foundation linked Oceana, immediately corrupted what little semblance of conservatism Johnson once had as only a third wife can. The speed <laughs> at which Carrie operated is told, I'm told, is impressive. And almost every single scandal had her bungling fingerprints all over it. Often, as she gifted him terrible advice, she would brief the opposite to the media, covering her backside along the way. And whether she decides to stay with the man she only committed to once he became prime minister, ooh, though you can bet Carrie and her small cadre of unqualified grifters she bounced into government jobs will not be far from the corridors of power in Westminster for long. Boris, in true Boris form, will likely fall upon upwards into the regular telegraph or spectator column the establishment looks after its own within a few months he'll be talking about the big comeback comparing himself to churchill the daily express newspaper will probably feature front cover of him boxing ring 30 pounds later with a headline fighting fit you see trouble is british politics is has, has become entirely predictable which is why from even three thousand miles away i was able to easily predict boris's political downfall says raheem kassam as particularly perhaps as the conservative party will now go ahead and pick another wobbly center-left candidate like liz trust or rishi sunik who uh, and the whole thing will play out again possibly sans carry for a little while at least but until then expect the usual oh my gosh what is going on theatrics from bbc and big sky news <laughs> <laughs> you can be safe in the knowledge that if they're feigning shock, nothing much is changing at all. Raheem Kassam and today's the National Pulse with some fire, bro. I love that. I love Raheem. I love the National Pulse. Great job. Uh, yeah, that's insane. Obviously, there were a, a lot of issues that Boris Johnson had throughout his tenure. But to me, the largest the largest problem was his failure to deliver uh, a conservative, a truly conservative government and his capitulation with the ideals of the left and the globalists. Um, I think the people, um, the people of the UK wanted Boris Johnson because of Brexit. They wanted a government that was going to be separate from Europe. They wanted to be their own people again. You know, the people of England were a distinct group of individuals at a certain point. Okay, you could go to England, you would know who was English, and you would have a, a certain, uh, you know, reasonable assuredness that uh, as an English person, it was going to be a particular type of experience. You know, whether it was the culture or the language or the food, you know, it was uniquely British. But now it's been changed into something else entirely. And they're trying to dilute the UK in the same way they're trying to dilute the United States of America and every other Western nation all across the globe, whether it's in Europe or otherwise. I'm very excited about what's happening here. Nigel Farage, I still love Nigel Farage. I, I, why do, why, you know, I, I wish that somebody would give him a shot. Let him be prime minister. Let's right. get him up in there. You know, but still they pretend like UKIP is like uh, the British arm of the KKK or something like that. Couldn't be further from the truth. Yeah. 
Yeah, the way the, the way that uh, England has changed the political perspective and the definitions of conservatism slash the definitions of of liberalism in the United Kingdom, they've moved the whole political scale to the left to the point where oh, yeah. you can't even recognize conservatism anymore in, in the true. United Kingdom. So, you know, I mean, post Brexit is, is huge. Number one, the, the the Brexit was the initial downfall of the New World Order ability to control the population and really the 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 powers that be that are tied to the United Kingdom's what do you how do, how would you how would you say it the, the control that they have over the world I don't know mm-hmm. they, it seems like the 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 crown has the pull over Canada United States oh, yeah the, the uh, colonial powers yeah yeah, yeah. exactly um, the, that control and the and the ties with the European Union that that break was so freaking huge that's why so many of us fought for it so hard mm-hmm. to see that they were un, unable to keep that control the levers of control over the United Kingdom now where where they have the opportunity to move next is to lead the world in a conservative style movement that is um, more palatable than President Trump's version, I suppose. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> we'll see what happens. You know, it's, it's always a waiting game. Uh, we can hope for the best, but you just got to prepare for both sides of the coin. Let me tell you guys a little bit of good news. You know, we've been pretty, pretty worried. We've been sounding the alarm for a while about the dangers of these COVID shots. And now, since they've been really ramping up the um, uh, the rhetoric to get them into as many small children as possible, um, they've been aware, excuse me, they have been available now for uh, uh, about a week, I think, if I'm not mistaken, maybe a little bit longer, a little bit shorter. Um, but we have some data on the acceptance rates of these vaccines. Now, I read a figure the other day, Abe, that about 70 percent of Americans accepted the first dose of uh, covid shots. OK, however, the overwhelming majority of them have either refused uh, the, the second shot or they've refused the booster. So in most people, they were willing to go for that first shot. Uh, well, among people that responded, okay? So I don't know that it's truly 70%. If yeah. it is 70%, then we're that, you know, magic 30, all right? We didn't want to take the jab. We, we weren't going to be forced into it. But once they took it, once they actually saw what happened, once they felt it in their own bodies, they just decided not to get the next one. They decided not to get a booster. They are starting to uh, to stand up and say, no. Well, once they became available for children, we can take a look at the acceptance rates in a state like Ohio, Okay, here we are in Ohio. Barely one percent of children from, uh, you know, one to five, essentially, uh, have been inoculated with these covid jabs. And we can see right there in Ohio over 80. It's man, 86 percent, 60 to 79, 88 percent, 30 to 59, just under 70 percent, 18 to 29, 59 percent and 12 to 17, about half. 49%, 49%, 5 to 11, about 25%. So the younger you get, obviously, the less likely it is you're even going to get COVID and the uh, less necessary any type of um, preventative treatment like this is is necessary. That's assuming that it worked, okay, because we know it doesn't. We know that most people are going to go ahead and, uh, and, and get sick from taking it. Um, but just looking at that figure right there, It's not like people are rushing out to get these kids inoculated and give them these COVID clot shots. Uh, And in the cases where they did, we saw that among younger kids, you know, up until like 18, they were far more likely to develop heart issues. I mean, to drop dead on the on the soccer field. 
You know, so I, I, I feel like this is a massive win. You know, if people if the United States was completely brainwashed and they believed that it was the best decision to go out and get your, you know, five and under with these clot shots, then they would have done it. But they're not doing it. And I think that's a huge, huge win. It is. And I, I see a lot of chat questioning the the numbers and, and that's not the point. The point is, is the bigger picture of 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 the numbers. So don't don't get caught up necessarily in the in the spinning of the numbers to try to make it you know look more like it's more acceptable to the public. But there is that side of the numbers. Right? I give you guys that. The, the point of what Zach is saying, though, is is it is not as prevalent among children as they are making it out to be. Yes. And the vast, the vast majority of parents are not falling for this crap anymore, bro. And, and you know, the first and two two shots, whatever that that the the, the, the majority of the public they say got. I think I think I'm with uh, Chad. I think it's probably around fifty percent or less than that even. Yeah, of, yeah. Of and, those and, who actually fully got it, right, but still the, the the proportionate numbers is what your point is. So that's, that's I, what let's not get caught up in that. Secondarily, the bigger picture of this is is the people are not falling for it. That's the important part of what you're saying, and I think that's very interesting to watch considering that they have just brainwashed the population into thinking that you need a vaccine for a virus that is 99.9% survivable. Um, that that's amazing. So uh, the, the awakening on the virus side and the vaccine side is also working itself through the population and they are waking up and, and they're not falling for it as much as the, as the, as the media and social media is making us believe that they are, you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Now, and, and you know, I, I, I feel like I have to say this every time I mention a poll, we all know that polls are bullshit guys. Okay. So who are they asking whether they took these vaccines or not? Probably people who are more likely to have taken the vaccines. So what Abe said is what I directly intended to imply and get across to you guys, even among those people who are more than likely going to be inoculated with these covid death shots, the vast majority, 99 percent of them will not get their kids inoculated if they're under five. OK, it's a little bit more if they're five to 11, a little bit more if they're 12 to 17. You know, I know people who have taken the jab and regret it. And regret having taken their 15-year-old kid in to get it, okay? They watched their kid get sick as a result. They watched what happened in their own bodies once they got these shots, okay? And then they learned about all of the terrible things that happened because I told them about it. And they basically feel like they are a walking time bomb. Like, you know, it's just a matter of time until they drop dead. I feel sorry for those people, okay? Again, these folks were brainwashed, okay? Anytime you have a poll from, you know, say uh, the CDC or like a local health department, the numbers are always going to be skewed. But when they can't even skew this one number, when even among their respondents, 99% of the people are not taking the jab, it's kids. We don't want them to take the jab. I feel like this is a huge win and it's a lot more representative of what we're seeing all across the country. I think you're on point, man. And, and it's, you know, they are so able to to run the hysteria narrative and the virtue signaling that they're able to get people kind of, you know, riled up about things that aren't necessarily truly issues in our public discourse. So it's, it's, I'm with you, dude. When you try to talk to people into understanding that the world around them, the information is so controlled and manipulated that you, people are, are, are unknowingly being manipulated into, into narratives that are just completely false. So I'm, I'm completely with you on this. And I think that is a big part of what the, what they see in their polling. You're, if you watch the, um, the political operatives of the left resign left and right, 
right? Uh, you, you know, you're seeing them. They have the writing on the wall, bro. They see what's happening, and they don't want to be any part of a, of a ship that's going down the way as fast as it is. Yes. <clears throat> and, uh, you know, and there is a, a lesson here that I, I feel like I've tried to convey to you guys in the past. Context is very important. And so when you see something like this and you immediately the first thought is there is no way 88 percent of the people, you know, over this age got the shot. You know, you have to evaluate all of those things that that uh, I put out there. You know, you have to evaluate the source of the information. You have to evaluate the number of respondents in a survey. You know, there are so many different things that go together. And only by evaluating all of those things can you really gather the full picture of what's going on. Case in point. We just had a man in Washington, D.C. who was arrested carrying several Molotov cocktails. Now, what is the first thing you think of when you think of Molotov cocktails here in modern day America? Abe, I know I think Antifa. I think the it's summer of peace Black and love. Cause, yeah, considering <laughs> they are the ones that bomb, firebomb the freaking church. That's right. That's right. So that's what I think. OK, but then, of course, you have to evaluate the official story coming from the Capitol Police. What did they say? Well, at around 3.30 p.m. yesterday on Massachusetts Avenue, this young man was arrested carrying two Molotov cocktails. Now, there's no indication that this was related to the Capitol, members of Congress, or any protests. How in the F do they know that? Okay, I don't think they can. <laughs> I don't think that they really believe what they've said here. And that's a very important point to throw into the context as well, because it's not just a normal thing for people to be walking down Massachusetts Avenue in Washington, D.C. Consider all of the things that have happened recently. Consider the protests taking place at the Supreme Court. I think that the chances that this guy just happened to be taking a stroll in our nation's capital with a couple of Molotov cocktails inside his trench coat in the middle of summer are fully like zero, less than zero in the, <laughs> I have nothing to add. <laughs> I just fucking nailed it. Yeah. <laughs> if in a world of a, of a utopian radical left as Portland, maybe it is normal to have people walking around with a Molotov yeah, cocktails. Okay. I don't know, but I'm thinking <laughs> in the nation's capital with uh, the, all the protests and stuff going on, not normal. No, no, not normal at all. Now, the man has also been named. His name is Bernard L. McCutcheon. Here is another important point for you to evaluate in the data set. They don't identify him by image. They don't show you Bernard L. McCutcheon. Uh, now, I can guarantee you, if this man was wearing a Trump cape, okay, if he had uh, MAGA painted on his face and he just happened to be carrying Molotov cocktails, then the headline would read, Crazed right-wing extremist, homegrown terrorist Trump supporter arrested yeah. in Washington, D.C., planning to kill AOC or something like that. They would have framed it in a completely different way. So this makes me think that whoever Bernard L. McCutcheon of Washington, D.C. is, he's 26 years old, so he's a younger man, can't find any images of him. This makes me believe that Bernard L. McCutcheon does not fit the prescribed narrative of the typical Trump supporter. Otherwise, they would have made sure that we knew. So that makes me believe that he very well could be a member of BLM or a member of Antifa. <laughs> oh, that's that is a top notch analysis right there, bro. I, <laughs> sorry, I, call me crazy, <laughs> but uh, using a little bit of common sense here, I'm thinking that uh, something's not quite right here. That's Pope right. Portland is known for micro brews, IPAs, and Molotov cocktails, says Luke. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. That's great. 
Yeah, so, you know, it, I, I'm sure it's just a coincidence that, uh, you know, they had a whole bunch of protests related to Roe vs. Wade, and uh, there was just uh, people chaining themselves to the fence outside of uh, the Supreme Court, and that the Supreme Court justices are uh, with uh, armed military security 24 hours a day now, and of course, people like Lori Lightfoot are calling for the uh, lynching of uh, Justice Clarence Thomas, and, you know, and, and that uh, Jane's Revenge was um, uh, suggesting that people go down and burn Washington, D.C. to the ground until they reverse the Roe versus Wade decision. I'm sure none of those things have anything to do with Bernard L. McCutcheon. But just keep your eyes out on this story, because once we do get some more information about him, if we do, I am predicting and I don't know any more than you do. I just have the, the ability to draw logical conclusions. I am predicting that Bernard McCutcheon is uh, the exact opposite of what they hope that he is. Yeah. Um, while, while I wait for uh, Media Matters meatheads to, to spin this, and Andy had Q written in pen on his hand. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. He had Trust the Plan recently tattooed on his forearms. Okay. All right. <laughs> That's coming next. <laughs> uh, the, the, we, we didn't get a chance to talk about all the hit piece articles that have been re- coming your way recently. You got to love it. Uh, you've been yeah. doing something very right. been over the target recently, bro. So keep up the great work, man. I, it is, uh, I know it is a grind for you, bro. I know you put a lot of work into what you do. I have a lot of respect for the content that you've been putting out recently. Thank you. And uh, everyone that's out there, if you've missed Zach's recent shows and interviews, you're, you're missing some very important content. Great work today uh, and great work recently, Zach. I appreciate you uh, spending some time with us today. Oh, well, thank you, Abe. I, I absolutely feel the same. Uh, and uh, I am pleased to be able to have you here with me every Thursday so that we can break down the crazy happenings uh, in our uh, wild and lovely country. Let me go through these thank yous over here on the foxhole. And I just want to make sure that I'm not missing anything on Lisa's cash app or on uh, buy me a coffee. Um, I think that Yesterday, actually, there was something from Ivy. Ivy said, um, for my fellow patriot and the only news I trust, thank you, RP. Thank you very much, Ivy. I appreciate that. And then over on Buy Me a Coffee, I don't think there was anything recent unless uh, Jaysu and um, and Kay and Mon. I think that those were from the other day. So uh, if they were not from the other day, thanks for being here. We've got 23 people, 2,300 people over on Rumble. Appreciate you guys hanging out till the end. Over on the Foxhole, Patriot Bird says, appreciate you both. Nancy Lucky, thank you for the shades. Love and prayers. Nikki the Greek, appreciate that cookie. A. Allen says, muted. Thank you. Napkinator79, keep up the great work. M. The Painter, watching on Foxhole so I can donate. Appreciate that, my friend. Warrior Mima says, hi, Zach and Allen. Good to see you today. Key Quest, appreciate that cookie. Electric Soul, great show as always. Who cares? 07 at Uncensored Abe. Abe and Zach. Uh, Greenbeard, what up, dude? He says, what up, bread pill? And Abe, how you doing, homie? Good to see you. Who cares? Zach, I'm inviting you to Magapalooza, Florida, 22, wait, uh, Magapalooza, Florida, tw- 22 p.m. for Info on Picasso. Send me a DM on Pilled, and uh, depending on where it is and the timing, I would be happy to attend. Our cloaked unseen world, he says, remember Nikola Tesla's tower in New York? Kaboom, on July 4th, 1917, Presence is theirs. Future will be mine. 
Filter Dog One, thank you for the can. Karen Harris says Boris pedo scandals. I'm gonna look into those burgeoning homosexual and pedo scandals on Boris Johnson. Right? I, I, I need was, to see what's going on with that. They've been doing a very good job of keeping that covered up, bro. I'm with yeah, you. Absolutely. Uh, thank you, Karen Harris. Mountain Lace dropped a cookie, and then Filter Dog One. Pfizer pulled out of Uruguay rather than reveal what's in the jab. I actually saw that. I think I meant to talk about it on Tuesday, but we just never got to it, and then I deleted all my notes. So we have some wins, guys. There are some good things happening. And I think, you know, I always go back to this. You mentioned the hit pieces from Media Matters. Why would Media Matters or any other mainstream media outlet feel the need to write articles about a a little dude in Florida with a couple of thousand Uh people watching? What is so important about me when we have all these illegal criminal political scandals happening all across the United States. We have veterans dying every single day, unable to feed themselves. We have families that are homeless. We have a crisis in immigration. We have uh, uh, the price of gas and inflation and people are suffering. Why in the hell are you writing about me? What's so important about me? I don't know, but they're losing, they're losing control of the narrative and and your guests have been able to have discussions about what's happening and counter their narrative so effectively. That's why your, your messaging is very effective, bro. So keep it going. We appreciate you you guys all out there. All the great comments from all you guys out there. Much love. God God bless you all. Absolutely. I, I feel the same way. We are effective. Okay, guys, we are a movement. We have taken over the messaging and we are overcoming decades and decades of brainwashing and programming. And we're not going to take it anymore. I love you all. Thank you for being here. Thank you for being here, Abe. I'm going to be back later today, tonight with another episode of Red Pill News. So until then, check out my episodes from yesterday. Good luck and God bless. We'll see you then. Don't worry, I'm going to release the scratching. <laughs> Hold on, I got to get back to it. Ah, there we are. And I always have somebody send me an email asking, whose song is this? Well, it's called Remembrance by Purple Dive. You can get it from Epidemic Sound. That's where I purchased the rights to play it. You can also download it for free if you have Apple Music. It's available in the iTunes store. Okay, guys, we'll see you tomorrow. Or tonight, sorry.
I'll see you guys tonight. I might stream from the car. We'll see. Be ready. Just be on the lookout.